There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. slate of football this is the pro football blitz on vsin the sports betting network it is the final hour of the pro football blitz from downtown las vegas at our circus sports studios back with the former nfl wide receiver he's mike pritchard i'm ben wilson dan miller our producer behind the glass the super bowl matchup it is set mike and this hour we will give our final thoughts Bury the hatchet on the seasons of the San Francisco 49ers and Cincinnati Bengals. They, unfortunately, were the teams who did not survive. Uh, And as much as we focused on the show to start since we were on the air live for Bengals and Chiefs, uh, let's start this out. Let's go back to the NFC Championship earlier today. 49ers-Eagles is the thing that keeps sticking with me as somebody who really liked San Francisco coming in, Mm -hmm. bet them multiple different ways, including in teasers that were blown up. How different is that game if A... Kyle Shanahan challenges the Devontae Smith catch that wasn't a catch on the opening drive of the game. And B, how different is the game uh, if, if, look, if Josh Johnson does not fumble a snap up down 14-7 in a game where the 49ers played really, really well defensively and, and controlled that side of the ball for most of the first half. A couple plays, though, that spiraled the game out of control. Eagles win 31-7, cover all numbers. Game does stay under the total. But I start with that opening drive play, and that ended up really being a, a key a crux-type moment at Kyle Shanahan decides not to challenge, should have. It ends up costing San Francisco seven points that would ultimately come back to bite him. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Eagles I, I, the Eagles were going to score. Uh, but they just got to so much in their offense uh, throughout the course of the game. Um, I thought there was missed opportunities, too, for the 49ers. Interceptions, um, balls deflected, things like that. That could have turned around the game, too, uh, that the 49ers just didn't convert on. Um, the 49ers were, were disjointed, though. I mean, uh, offensively, when your quarterback goes down with an injury, uh, and now uh, you go to a guy uh, and Josh Johnson, and, and that game was overwhelming to him. Um, you can sense that. You could feel that. Christian McCaffrey made an incredible run, though, for a touchdown. And then you thought the defense could hold him in it, though. You thought the San Francisco 49ers defense could hold them in this game and get to the fourth quarter uh, and get to that situation. I, I thought the 49ers, their game plan to start with didn't look like it was trying to establish a running game. It's more about settling down Brock Purdy, I thought. And then when he goes out, now you got to rev up the running game, and it took them a while to do that. But um, the challenge, you know, challenging early, yeah, does it keep the momentum going for the Eagles? Yeah. Do they go on and score? Absolutely. Um, I don't know what Kyle and their coaching staff was not thinking 
or not thinking about in terms of not challenging that. It's hard, right? Because yeah. you have like 10 seconds. It, you're right in the decide. game. I know you got You're not going to get a head. good look. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, and then they, they went to the line of scrimmage too, so give uh, the Eagles a lot of credit. The, the 49ers, for as good of a defense as they have been all year, uh, to let the Eagles or the Eagles to generate that many points uh, in that football game uh, was incredible, you know, uh, and a, a lot of it too because of the turnover. That oh my gosh, how how do you do that, Josh Johnson? Uh, how do you absolutely do that? And then don't even drop on the football. Try to pick it up and yeah, run. Yeah, like how do you not yeah. sacrifice yourself to get to the football? Yeah. Now you get knocked out the game uh, from a concussion. Maybe you didn't have Aaron Hammond. I don't know, but we've seen a lot of that this year where quarterbacks are hitting the back of their heads on the turf. Uh, and getting concussed. So uh, the NFL is going to have to address that. Uh, these quarterbacks are going to have to start putting air in their helmet. Uh, something's going to have to give. Wearing mouthpieces, too, could help. But uh, I, when you're down to those options at quarterback, I, I don't know how you function. I have never seen, outside of the Denver Broncos, going into a game because of COVID a few years ago. Right. I have never yeah. seen a situation in which you go that deep with the quarterback situation on a football team, especially in a conference championship game. I'm calling it the Kendall Hinton game from, from, uh, from <laughs> right. 2020. Well, the, the, the thing from the San Francisco-Philadelphia standpoint, mm -hmm. and it's, it, I, it's a reason why I did not make a bet in-game, it was 7-7. Seven -seven. Mm -hmm. San Francisco scores. Christian McCaffrey makes a brilliant mm -hmm. run, breaking multiple tackles to tie the game. And at that moment, Philadelphia was minus 3.5 mm -hmm. in-game. And a lot of the, the conventional, like the general media narratives coming out of the game where, okay, this was an absolute beatdown. Philadelphia clobbered San Francisco in every which way. And that's just not true. It's just not how the game played out. Right. Kyle Shanahan challenges what was a drop. And as, as much as it's hard, to, it's hard to get on him because the quick, you know, like A, how early it was in the game, and B, how quickly you have to make that decision. But because that was such an important, it was a fourth down play and a swing of about 40 yards in retrospect, that's one you probably have to throw the flag. That swings seven points in Philadelphia's mm -hmm. direction. And yet you were like you were still up, you were you were seven seven in a game you should have been leading by seven. Your defense was dominant. It's a game that even with Josh Johnson, even if it was just handing the ball off, throwing little screens, it was still set up for San Francisco to at the very least play that game really tight the rest of the way. So so I look at it and say it's a total misnomer to to come out and say, well. Uh, this was even if Purdy stayed in, this thing was going to be a whitewashing. And the big plays, the chunk plays we saw were, were really because of the. It was more of a, the, the yeah. fact of attrition for San Francisco. Right. I mean, they were on the field for so long. Philadelphia only ended up with about 3.8 yards per play in right. the game. It's not like they were having their way with San Francisco. So I don't see it as some. Um, all right, you got to crown Philadelphia because they blasted San Francisco. I still power rate them much higher than Kansas City, but it's a totally misleading score in my mind the way that played out. Well, you're looking at what twenty-one to seven at halftime. Uh, the 49ers with the ball can't do anything. When and they then, lost the game, the last yeah. two minutes of the first yeah, half. Yeah, that, really that, that happened. I mean, um, with a functioning quarterback situation uh, and a defense like that, yeah, I mean, this game would have been more competitive. I mean, the 49ers defense only allowed one score really. They gave up the field goal too, but uh, the the one touchdown in the second half, uh, true to form for the defensive standpoint that way, but. They couldn't operate offensively. I mean, you're, you're running the ball every single down because you can't throw it. You can't even think yeah. about throwing it. Uh, you can't even run a reverse option pass with a quarterback or a running back or a receiver, <laughs> right? No Trying way. to throw it. No yeah, way. I mean, yeah. so take your playbook, really, if you're San Francisco, and just do that to it. <laughs> I mean, that, that's essentially what went on in that game. Throw your pieces of paper up in the air. Yeah, <laughs> well, don't do that. We've got no. tablets now on the sidelines. Ah, so. right. um, don't throw the tablets. <laughs> tablets. But Jalen Hurts only had 121 yards passing. He was off on some deep throws and couldn't connect. I, I think the shoulder, he looked like he was still banged up and favoring um, or, or showing some pain at times as after taking some shots. They were running him on design runs, which was interesting. Um but, yeah, there, there's paths to victory for the opponent against the Eagles. Uh, but everything broke right for the Eagles today, 1,000%. It's one of those days, it felt like, for San Francisco. Yeah. And you have the, the penalties that pile up as well. Yeah, and it's not, not as if to say – Oh, the penalties. Not Good as to Lord. say with the Purdy injury, look, just the way the game flow played out, just, yeah. just, by, just, just by virtue of wearing down San Francisco. I and mean, you look at the time of possession, it was almost 38-22 to right. Philadelphia. Philadelphia wins that game every time, most likely, with, mm. with Josh Johnson at quarterback, even if you, you replay that from 7-7. Seven, seven. 
and and go from there. It's just the point that the you know the postmortem here on San Francisco was. I still watched that game, believing okay, that was still like that was still a team that was in position to be the right side. Mm-hmm. Yet, if you don't have, if you get a not even a net zero, but a negative, a guy at quarterback who's actively hurting you, you aren't going to be able to win the big game. And that now becomes the big question right. heading into the offseason: What does San Francisco do at the quarterback position after it was feared, or at least the original reports were that quarterback Brock Purdy tears a UCL, uh, an injury that commonly requires Tommy John surgery and a lengthy uh, absence in rehab. Mm-hmm. You have Trey Lance on a rookie deal coming off a severe injury. You have Jimmy Garoppolo, who we were all surprised even suited up this year for San Francisco. And that's the one piece holding the Niners back. They were a Super Bowl team this year. If they had Garoppolo for 17 games, they probably win the Super Bowl. Yeah. They do. What are they going to do with – I mean, if Purdy has Tommy John surgery, I mean, whew. Uh, Trey Lance is going to have to stay healthy, obviously. But then from a backup, do you keep Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean – Jimmy G probably wants to explore free agency. So that's not your your call if you're the 49ers. They'll, they'll look around for a backup quarterback if they have to, but you don't want to have the quarterback situation to still be a problem for uh, this team that's holding them back from winning a championship. But it se- seems like that uh, could be the case. You know, I don't know about you about handicapping officiating, but <laughs> the was, 49ers uh, had 11 yeah. penalties in that game. Uh, and some of those penalties, you're like, what are oh, they the doing? the roughing the punter was just oh, brutal. Got blocked into it. Brutal. Yeah. Again, um, not that it would have made a difference, but that is a horrible call right. you cannot make in that situation. But do you start to think about that for the Super Bowl, though? We're going to get into that a little <laughs> bit later. Because, yes, Carl <laughs> Sheffers is the, offici- uh, the official, the head official. His crew was responsible for the most penalties per game. Is that and, Super Bowl? Uh, that's the Super Bowl ref, yeah. yeah. And, well, and there's a lot of people saying uh, that, you know, crying conspiracy over the, the Bengals Chiefs, which, I mean, there were some very, I mean, there were some really shaky calls in that yeah. game. Oh, very shaky calls. Absolutely. So, you know, like, you have to consider it, but yeah. I don't know how, you can't find an edge either way. Uh, and, I mean, it was um, just like, regardless, I mean, the penalties killed San Francisco. Two third down penalties on the drive when Philadelphia scored at the end right. of the first half to go up 14-7. I don't know that that really re- would have prevented uh, the well, outcome, especially once Johnson from a was player, in quarterback. From a player's standpoint, you get frustrated, though. Um, you, you, you're you like, okay, I'm playing the game one way, and you're not going to call it, but then, okay, I'm playing the game the same way that I normally play it, and all of a sudden, all these penalties are happening. Um, I, I think that's a big problem. I, I think that does affect the game. It, it does affect the player. Uh, it affects the coaches. I mean, look at mm-hmm. uh, Kyle Shanahan screaming, ranting and raving on the sideline. I mean, he's a play caller, but yet he's jawing with the officials that way. I mean, I think from a betting standpoint, it can affect and, and can help you lose focus, though. Oh, no. Uh, if you think that officiating is going against you each and every time. If you were a 49er future better, today was just was, it was a sickening result. Oh. It was. Mm-hmm. You felt robbed. A team that had a NFL right. Super Bowl championship caliber roster, you're robbed with quarterback play. And I just wonder, like, do, do you have enough conviction to bet when the futures market reopened for next year? Would you have enough confidence betting San Francisco with the assumption that they figure it out at quarterback, knowing how close they are with the roster? I thought they were going to go to the Super Bowl this year with Trey Lance. I did. Um, I thought that defense was going to be historic, and they were. Um, they ran into the perfect storm for the home team, uh, yeah. and, and they could not get out of that thing. Talking about the 49ers, could not get out of that thing. I mean, everything that possibly could go yeah. wrong did. Yeah, right. San Francisco, we still expect to be a major contender next oh, year, yeah. but it all starts with quarterback. What will they do going forward? Meanwhile, how about Cincinnati? We'll do the postmortem on the Cincinnati Bengals when we come back. Our final hour of the Pro Football Blitz. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of the Pro Football Blitz is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction you're looking for, but Zinn Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zinn is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zinn online or find a store near you at Zinn.com. That is Z Y N.com today. Back on the Pro Football Blitz, our final hour of the show, continuing to watch how the market is moving early. It looks <laughs> like things have started to settle in a little mm-hmm. bit, though, Pritch. Yeah. I, I had imagined things will not go much higher than where they're at now. It opened Chiefs either minus one or pick them at most books. It's now flipped to Eagles minus two or two and a half. Uh, total, not a ton of movement. Open most shops 50. It's still either 50 or 49 and a half. So early move pretty, uh, pretty solidly to Philadelphia. I did make a small bet at Eagles minus one, but I'd be surprised if we get much more movement, at least in the next few days, uh, off of that number. Well, I mean, I, again, I don't want to go off of what we just saw last, but we just saw essentially what a shootout in terms of the quarterbacks having the balls in their hand and um, over 40 attempts, but yet that game was under. Um, Two games under. Yeah, yeah. so... You know, the Eagles have generated a lot of offense uh, against um, the 49ers defense, you know, and I, I think the 49ers defense, though, it was different. It was a different environment when your quarterback's out and, okay, there's a turnover late in the game or late in the first half. Yep. And, I mean, every a perfect storm, like I said. So I, I give Kansas City's defense a little bit more credit uh, in a Super Bowl as these teams have two weeks uh, to prepare right. for each other. And the coaching staffs for both teams are, are top-notch. That's totally fair. And you know yeah. Yeah, you know, Andy Reid and Kansas City will, oh. will make their adjustments. They get through a game today, mm-hmm. and as we do the end-of-season uh, thoughts and recap here for Cincinnati, look, it, this was the ultimate coin flip game. Though. Right. And Cincinnati came in at, just like San Francisco, the hot team. The teams with the two longest active winning streaks both go down. Chiefs win 23-20. Games stay under. Chiefs cover all numbers. And you think about Cincinnati, I mean, it was, as always, with so many of these close games, a couple plays here and there that, yep. uh, that decided things. And I, I look at the, off, like the big story coming out of this game, and it was the story that defined the Bengals season last year. And look, admittedly, uh, res- you respect how Cincinnati tackled their big issue last year, which was going out in free agency, spending a lot of money on a bad offensive line. That hurt Cincinnati last year, even though they made the Super Bowl. This year, look, they had a, a, a line that took some time to gel, but was really solid for the most part. Mm-hmm. Started together for 15 straight games. Started with the Lael Collins injury, went on IR, the right tackle, after the 16th game of the year. Then followed that up with Alex Kappa getting hurt, the right guard. That was week 18. Then Jonah Williams gets hurt in the wild card round with a dislocated kneecap. And all of a sudden, that Bengal offensive line, again, ends up the year. That, that was the storyline for Cincy. If all five offensive linemen are healthy, Pritch, Cincinnati's in the Super Bowl. I, I think it's as simple as that. Yeah, I mean, uh, they were getting hot, and they were looking apart. Um, I, I thought Awuzie, the injury back there on the back end, uh, secondary-wise, was a big one, too. Um, but you're right. I mean, key injuries uh, hurt the Bengals down the stretch there. Um, and so how do you stay healthy for an entire football season? I mean, uh, the free agency, they knocked it out the park. They really did. Even after a slow start, 
uh, with the surgery to Joe Burrow. They got it together. They gelled together and got right and got hot at the right time. They're not that far off, you know. Um, I, I think they could use an, another edge, a dominant edge player if they can find one, um, something like that to help out that rotation up front uh, defensively. Even on the back end, Awuzie, hopefully, I, I think he'll be back, right? You got to look at the contract, so. Um, and then offensive line, securing that, you know, from a from an injury standpoint, maybe even a depth standpoint uh, to help you generate a running game. You know, two years in a row, you've relied on Joe Burrow throwing the football, rightly so. You got these weapons, mm-hmm. but in the playoffs, you got to run the football. They could have ate up time and uh, possessed the football a little bit longer. Uh, who knows what would happen even with the offensive line banged up. But uh, I, I think moving forward in the National Football League, you, you have to – be closer to balance, 60-40, even underneath that, uh, if you can and expect to get to a Super Bowl. Uh, you look at the ba- the lack of balance today. I was just doing my, my <laughs> calculations here. 73% pass yeah. today, Mike, yeah. uh, for Cincinnati. Joe Burrow, 26-41, of 41, yep. continues his stretch, though, under 300 yards passing. It was a lot of short throws, did not have mm-hmm. much time to throw. 270 yards, touchdown, two interceptions, sacked five times. The Bengals only get a, uh, a combined they did get like 71 rushing yards on a couple of chunk plays, mostly from Joe Burrow running right. the ball. Non-Burrow runs only accounted for 41 yards on 13 carries today. Mm-hmm. And that you look at how that manifested late in the game. Final two drives for, for Cincinnati. In a 2020 game, you have this all-world quarterback, and yet the one-dimension nature, even against a pretty mediocre defense, the looks just weren't there and the openings yeah. weren't there for Burrow. Second to last drive, he's intercepted, trying a deep shot on third and three into double coverage toward T. Higgins. On the last drive, an offensive hold puts him behind mm-hmm. the sticks and Burrow is sacked on third and eight. Those were their oppor- – they had two opportunities to run a five-minute drill, take the clock down, kick a game-winning field goal, get out of there and go to the Super Bowl, and they just could not execute when it mattered most. Yeah, I mean, I know we're in 2023 and, and you know, we look at football maybe a little differently uh, because of – uh, the passing game and, and the quarterbacks that we see. But even in my era, I mean, John Elway went to went to three Super Bowls with the Denver Broncos, back-to-back Super Bowls, but they could not run the football in those Super Bowls. Uh, and they got blown out. One was more competitive, but they got blown out in the other two, right? Um, insert Terrell Davis, insert a uh, more balanced attack, and okay, now you go back-to-back and you're almost a dynasty with John Elway uh, winning Super Bowls. I mean... Everybody knows this in the National Football League. It's just that some teams get there sooner than others uh, in terms of running the football. But eventually, you're going to have to do that uh, if you expect mm-hmm. to win a Super Bowl or championship. And as great as Joe Burrow has been so far, and uh, he allows you to be that much better, um, if you can't fix that, if you can't solve that, if you can't create that, then I think the road gets more and more difficult. And for Cincinnati, too, the coaching had – to me, took huge, huge strides this year where okay. I was not a Zach Taylor yeah, okay. guy. I had a thick- ticket on him, a coach of the year last year. Last year? Oh. <laughs> he almost did he it. He almost. <laughs> we, but the narrative yeah. coming out of last year was Zach Taylor helped lead the Chiefs to the Super Bowl, not, not necessarily in spite of his coaching, but mm-hmm. he wasn't exactly the guy responsible for everything. I mean, Burrow right. literally dragged that team by the shoulders with no offensive line and a, mm-hmm. a very patchwork defense that got better under defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo. At the start of the year, I was really critical on Taylor thinking in games where he came out with a really solid game plan, the Bengals looked awesome. In games where the Bengals were punched in the mouth early, it looked like Taylor was completely useless as an in-game manager. Today, though, I was really impressed with how the Bengals adjusted. They were awful. The first three drive, three of the first four drives, 11 plays, negative two yards, mm-hmm. two punts and an interception. They found ways, even with no offensive line structure, to get some movement down the field. And I, as much as I still find myself kind of in the middle now on Taylor, he did show me a lot this year. What, yeah. what did you think on him? No, I, I thought, you know, he has grown. I mean, he was on a hot seat entering to last year. And when he started to get things right, that's when I got the ticket on him. Uh, Vrabel did more with less, I guess, and that was the narrative. So that one, um, even though Taylor was on the verge of going to a mm-hmm. Super Bowl, right? Um He's definitely got more respect now. Uh, Anarumo, I mean, what, he, he's on that staff, so you got to give Taylor's credit for that. Uh, and the personnel that they went out and, and, and gathered too uh, has been helpful for Cincinnati. But it's the running game. You, you got to get to it. I mean, the Rams, uh, and if, if Cincinnati is the LA East, 
talking about the Rams East, and mm-hmm. they have to generate a running game, kind of like what the Rams were able to do a little bit. But um, until they get that part get that part down, he's going to be challenged that way. So he's a good coach. He's he's growing more than capable. Um, he's the right guy for this job in, in terms of what he has with Joe Burrow. Though. There's clear, obvious yeah. improvement with him as an yeah. in-game, a play caller, and, and just adjuster in general. Mm-hmm. Probably the biggest plus for Cincinnati going into next year, Lou Anarumo, the defensive coordinator, does an interview for a single head coaching <laughs> position, which is nuts to me with how incredible of a second-half adjuster he was. So assuming he's still there, and that is a huge boon for that staff heading into next year, and it's year two now with a revamped offensive line uh-huh. that they spent a lot of money in free agency, you'd have to think, though, they, they try to bolster up the, the depth both in the secondary as well as the offensive line. It seems like you, ne- you can never have enough offensive linemen, but there's at least a path there where it would make a lot of sense for, for Cincinnati to get back to a, a championship-type weekend. Right. The difference between Cincinnati and San Francisco, the team we talked about last segment, is – you already know the answer, quarterback, and he's going to be there for a oh, long, long mm-hmm. time. So that's not the issue. It's right. just the secondary pieces around him. But if, assuming Anarumo's back, that's a huge piece to start off 2023. It with. really is, and that's why I think he he could use another edge guy, a dominant edge guy, um, as well as you know some help on the back end. Uh, I mentioned Awuzie. He's going to get healthy. He's going to be back, I think. I haven't looked at his contract, but uh, you, you got to secure that if you can. They still have the Super Bowl window open. Uh, you know, unlike Buffalo, who's going through a lot of transition, uh, we'll see if they can create that. But I, I think Cincinnati, uh, they have still have that Super Bowl window open uh, and an opportunity to get right back to where they were this year, next year. Yep. Fortunately for now, though, it's Philadelphia right. and it's Kansas City. Right. Those are the two teams into the Super Bowl. As we continue on the Pro Football Blitz, our first thoughts on Super Bowl 57, the matchup. We have some interesting uh, trends and nuggets now that we know what the matchup is to share with you as we continue our early breakdowns on Chiefs and Eagles next. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. This Monday, VEASAN has an exclusive first look at the first wave of Super Bowl player props from DraftKings. It's coming up with Johnny Avello, the director of DraftKings Sportsbook, who will join our Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds at 9.15 p.m. Eastern time on Live Bet tonight tomorrow to reveal the new player props right as they hit the market. Join Femi, Wes, and Johnny tomorrow night on Live Bet tonight and get a live head start on all the great Super Bowl props options. We saw this yesterday on the Pro Football Blitz, uh, Mike Pritchard, but that is an impeccable Tie from uh, Femi Abebefe. You like that one, huh? I think pre pre Beeson. TV okay. news, TV news, Femi. Because mm-hmm. now we're a little more, you know, more relaxed. Cash yeah, business here, cash uh, here on the show. Sport um, coats and shirts. But I'm stuff. excited for that because when the props come out, mm-hmm. those get hammered right away. Uh, I'm not a huge prop guy. I'm, I'm, it's more interesting for me to see how these. Uh, how do you attack props? Do you um, look I, for value very, very or similar. look for yeah. fun or what's going on? Yeah, well, look, you want to start by identifying what you think the game script is okay. going to be and mm-hmm. following the path toward that. And so. In, if you looked at in-game today, and I, we aren't allowed to make these bets uh, because they don't offer them in the Nevada jurisdiction, but the books that are offering the in-game props, if you see how a team is starting their game plan and flow, you can find some edges. And Patrick Mahomes' in-game was 38.5 pass attempts when it was obvious mm-hmm. that Kansas City was not even trying to establish the run. And even if they were trying to, they couldn't. They were going to. It was yeah. just going to be throw, <laughs> throw, and throw, throw the ball some yeah. more. And that, And look – that's why the big reason why I like Philadelphia coming into the week from the side perspective. Just the original thought coming with the, with the opening lines being made. Philadelphia has the best pass defense in the league. You got to be able to run the ball right. to take advantage of, of and move the ball against Philadelphia. I don't know that Kansas City will be able to do that with their with their lack of a discipline in the run game. What is interesting though is how this affects the total as well because again side has moved firmly to Philadelphia since the line opened about an hour and a half ago. Opening is high. Actually, Circa just confirmed they opened Chiefs minus two and a half. Mm-hmm. That has flipped a solid five points already. So it's Eagles minus two or two and a half. But how do you imagine this total ends up playing out with it being set in the higher range, but not you know not insane, 49 and a half or 50? It's an interesting yeah. number. You no, know, it is interesting. I mean, like you, you keep mentioning how Kansas City is so bad against the run and stuff like that, right? And um, which, you know, if you look at season-long season statistics, I think that could be the case. Um, I think when you have familiarity with an opponent and you can really hone into this specifically, 
uh, like you're not working on anything else right now. You're, you're kind of adjusting, right, as, as a team. Right. Um, that, that final score is the determining factor for me a lot of times. Like, you know, Kansas City only scoring less than 24 points and some, something that we talked about yesterday in Pro Football Blitz, they're 13-11 when they score fewer than 24 points. But um, they find a way to win, right? And, you know, I wonder how the Eagles, uh, since they have been comfortable, very, very comfortable doing what they want to do, breaks breaking their way, when they're challenged, how are they going to respond? You know, I, I wonder about that. Can we see a meltdown? Can we see penalties emerge, lack of discipline, stuff like that happen uh, with the Eagles? I, I'm not sure. I'm not going to bet on that. Um, mm-hmm. But I do know that Kansas City, uh, they don't make a ton of mistakes. We, we have a really large sample size of that. Uh, so I, I wonder if that is going to help out too for the Super Bowl, though. That's a, that's a great point to think about going mm-hmm. forward. You know, how much do you value experience? Yeah. When you get to a Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. and for Philadelphia, this is going to be all new to pretty much everybody on that roster, with the exception of a couple of the vets. Kelsey. Uh, Jason Kelsey, um, the, you, you think of him as yep. the main uh, offensive lineman back when the Eagles last won in the, in the uh, 2017 season, mm-hmm. 2018 Super Bowl against New England, whereas Kansas City guys were just in this position two years ago. And lost to Tampa Bay. We're in that position the year before against San Francisco and won uh, the game. So it, it makes sense, right? You would yeah. give you give Kansas City an edge there, right? They have the experience. A coach, Nandy Reid, who has, has been in a lot more a big lot games Super Bowls. <laughs> than Nick Sirianni has, yeah. and that is all. That's all fair. I think. Yeah, I mean Sirianni has done a great job, though. I mean he's been outstanding. To be honest with you, uh, um, but we saw tonight lack of discipline that led to a big play to a field goal that won the game. I mean it could come down to something like that in the course of a game two and. Uh, you know, and Dominican Sue has experience. You know, there's there's a lot uh, really to break down, to cipher through. Um, but this guy, Patrick Mahomes, he's just a magical, magical player, though. Uh, we seldom see uh, these types uh, of uh, of athletes or quarterbacks, if you will. But obviously, you start there. Uh, you wonder what Jalen Hurts on this stage is going to be like. Uh, after being benched on the other stage in college. So, man, it, redemption for him, too. I mean, there, there's mm-hmm. all kinds of angles to start breaking down now. The way it pre- plays out, at least for the total, though, mm-hmm. with a 49.5 number, do you really see a world in which Kansas City shuts down that that dual threat, speed, edge-type nature, and also deep shot ability-type uh, setup offensively yeah. in Philadelphia? Is there a world in which Kansas City – wins the game if it's a lower scoring affair I, I, just, I don't see how that's possible the way that this works out for Kansas City is Patrick Mahomes has a couple more weeks mm-hmm. to rest his his bulky ankle mm-hmm. Andy Reid is able to use that time to devise some really interesting unique schematic looks and Kansas City is able to move the ball on Philadelphia force the Eagles to try to match and you see a higher scoring game if you liked Kansas City in the game I would look over as a result at, at 49 and a half right now yeah, I mean, that strength, though, um, of trying to go up against the number one pass rush team, the number one pass defensive team, too, uh, that that's going to be challenging. I mean, I, I thought Kansas City should have leaned on Kelsey tonight, but they leaned on... Arquez Valdez <laughs> He was the hero. He yeah, was a over big play. Receiving but you saw Patrick surveying the field, though. Like, that's the thing about Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. I mean... Things that you think he might want might might want to feature, uh, he goes somewhere else with it. Like the dump offs to the running backs was incredible today, uh, and so it, that's where I think it becomes challenging because again it goes back to matchups. If you can match up against Kelsey, that gives you a, a, a big leg up. I don't know if the Eagles can match up with Kelsey though. Now, can they match up against Dallas Goddard too though? Which I think that's going to be a big challenge for that young mm-hmm. secondary. Uh, for Kansas City as right. well. And the, the matchup to watch, if you look yeah. at the, the pressure coming up, whether that's up the middle or around the edges, mm-hmm. you have Hassan Reddick, who is a, he, I oh. mean, he single-handedly changed the course of the game. He right. had the hit on Brock Purdy, knocked the 49er quarterback out of the game, completely changed the tenor today for Philadelphia. Cincinnati, with the exception of a few one-off plays, really didn't get that much pressure mm-hmm. on Kansas City. And the one thing you can say that's been a big positive for the Chiefs is how well their offensive line grades out top eight in both run and pass protection overall grades this year. If you're believing Kansas City can move the ball, you got to think they're winning that battle at the defensive line 
and that their their blockers are holding up against the likes of Reddick, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the more we talk about this game right now, the the bigger or the farther lean I have towards the Eagles. I mean, yeah, it, because interesting because of the rotation too. I mean, Jalen didn't have to throw the ball today. But yet they were, they were in the red zone six times. <laughs> Primarily, you know, we saw what happened with the 49ers. I get that. But you mentioned Reddick, right? Um, we haven't even gotten into Jordan Davis. We haven't gotten into Ndamukong Sue. We haven't even got to Brandon Graham. And these are all backups. Uh, two of the rotational guys of Fletcher Cox, <laughs> right? And Josh Sweat. I mean, go on and on and on before we even get to the secondary, which I, I think Howie has done the GM has done a great job of assembling talent on that side of the ball. I mean, the Washington football team was thought of as having the most talent in their front. Not like this, though. This talent is incredible. Count the first-rounders that you see with the Eagles up front. Uh, And if they can make this strength on strength, which is their pass rush against that passing offense, I don't... It's going to be very, very difficult for Kansas City. So... I'm glad we're doing this exercise uh, of going through it. I mean, right. I'm eliminating so much information that I need to research for this game yeah. right now. Again, this is just our um, first, you know, yeah. first reaction thought. Uh, right. and, and it's why, the, I mean, the numbers right in front of me that I look at and update all year that I value the most, it points to Philadelphia. So how does, how does the total get to 50, though? Well, at the same, as much as Philadelphia has that elite defense that you give an edge to, mm-hmm. Kansas City still led the league in, you know, like, Yards per drive, they were one of the top five teams in yards per play. And Philadelphia can put up points in bunches. So okay. the prevailing thought is if you get Philadelphia, assuming they're able to move the ball against – because the big, biggest mismatch on paper in the mm-hmm. game is Philadelphia's overall multidimensional offense right. against a you know, pretty mediocre, middle-of-the-league, on average, Kansas City defense. If that happens, you get Mahomes in a pass-first catch-up mode, and you, that's why you have a total – in the high 40s. Sure. And, and also the betting market, it, it's pretty much at a, one of those middle points. It's not mm-hmm. a hugely inflated total. It's also not that low either. You're, you're letting the market decide where to, where to go with it. So that's a fair number. Not one I'd want to bet, but it's an interesting it's an interesting starting point, at least, for the yeah. discussion. No, I get that. I mean, how many shootouts has Patrick Mahomes lost, though? That's what, that's what I get. If you think Kansas City has success, well, you, look, you look over. I, I mean, team total, 23 and a half. That's yeah, where you probably I mean, be looking. Yeah, I mean, you think about, I go back to with the Rams uh, and with Goff and Mahomes, and he threw three picks and still almost won the game. Yeah. Guy doesn't lose too many shootouts if, it, if it becomes a shootout. The thing is, Philadelphia could win either a high-scoring or low-scoring game. Mm-hmm. Kansas City has to score points to win the game. That's that's the big difference, at least as we, we initially see it. Uh, we have one more segment to break down all of our original thoughts what here on that? the Pro Football Blitz. Yes, that's right. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSU, the sports betting network. Winter sports are in full swing, and BetRivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you are a football, hockey, or basketball fan, BetRivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions. BetRivers, it's a whole new game as we wrap things up on the Pro Football Blitz here on a Sunday night from downtown Las Vegas the Circus Sportsbook Studios. I'm going to miss these Sundays of like 12 hours of NFL pitch. I'm not going to lie to you. They're exhausting, yes. but they're so fun, and we're in the middle of the book. There's action from... You know, a normal NFL Sunday from mm-hmm. 10 a.m. to late at night. It's it's unlike anything else. I'm I'm lucky that I normally have Mondays off, and yeah. I, I need those days off because it's like a full day of recovery required. You know what? It really is. It's been a great season, though. And a long time ago, I got to give a shout out to Matt Humans because you know I'm mm. I'm trying to flatten that betting curve or the learning yeah. curve of sports betting because I couldn't participate as a player, uh, and then you know I didn't participate because the NFL scared me. Uh, away from betting uh, with the FBI and all that. So, uh, no, just hang out in the book. That's what Matt Humans told me to do and, and talk to betters and, and, and get the get the vibe. Uh, and so being able it. to, yeah, being able to do that all season long, even last year, though, uh, you know, here at VEASAN, but this year in particular because of the Sunday football blitz, uh, um, Saturday football, pro football blitz as well. I mean, you, you start to understand you start to flatten that curve a, a little bit better or a little bit quicker uh if you will and so um yeah i mean this has been a great great exercise uh in terms of the length uh, of the whole day i mean you wake up as football you go to sleep you go, you're thinking about football right uh but yeah we're definitely going to miss that uh it, yeah. it's been a it's been a fun year though uh and an incredible experience in, in terms of the bankroll and certainly uh in terms of uh learning uh, and flattening that curve. That's what, even even for you. That's still oh, the goal. Dude. Still, yep. and all, for all of us, we're still trying to learn oh, every yeah. single week. Uh, still, we're still not done though with our football coverage. Mm-hmm. So you, you and a bunch of other uh, members of Easton, you're going to be in Glendale, Arizona, and this will be next week on Radio Row, part of the lead up to Super Bowl coverage. So I'll be pumped. I'll be back with you on the Lombardi Line yes. this week, mm-hmm. next week as well. You'll be in Glendale. I'll be right here. So we we start the breakdowns, and again with our initial thoughts tonight. You know, early lean, I, I did bet Eagles minus one, very small bet for me, just as kind of a placeholder bet, thinking the market would go towards the Eagles, and mm-hmm. it has to this point. Mm-hmm. Eagles settling in two or two and a half point favorites. Uh, but the big thing to, that we'll have to keep uh, an eye out for, it's not just the ankle injury of Patrick Mahomes, Mike. It's so many other injuries that popped up. What did we say when we came on the air today, watching Bengals Chiefs in real time? We said, this kind of this feels like a war, like one of those yeah. games where you're gonna have a lot of bodies who right. don't make it for 60 minutes, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the surprise news, I guess, was uh, Travis Kelsey with the back spasms uh, that developed in a week of practice, and like, whoa, whoa, what's going on there? And then you know, the line uh, showcased it; uh, they got to two, I believe, and so okay, I'm less concern uh, about Kelsey and the spasms. And then Schefter had to tweet about he's active, and because I, I guess some Ooh. people were questioning whether or not. He was going to be active. Of course he was going to be active, right? Uh, <laughs> Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, you wonder. I mean, as we called out Kemp's name today, uh, Marcus, Marcus Marcus Kemp. Kemp one of yep. ten receivers. Sure, catch one of ten. It was a big catch, too. So, uh, so you know, Patrick, Mahomes, and Kansas City, they want to matriculate instead of um, create the big play or, or improvise and stuff like that. And uh, I, I think Patrick will be healthier. Um, that will give a lift to Kansas City. They've been there, done that. Uh, it feels like Patrick Mahomes was the elder statesman too, all conference championship weekend uh, from an experience standpoint. So uh, to me, it is going to be about how the Eagles can manage Jalen uh, and the confidence. I, I think Jalen is a very, very confident competitor, um, and he's a hard worker, as we know, uh, for him to establish himself and turn himself into this type of quarterback so quickly. Mm-hmm. I got to respect that with Jalen Hurts. Ab- yeah, absolutely. The, it's just the injury fronts when you get it's look it's one thing when it's a quarterback mm-hmm. and he is the high profile guy that moves the number so much like right. Patrick Mahomes does for Kansas City 
you start looking down the list, and you know, I have the list in front of me of mm -hmm. all the guys now who came out of the game for Kansas City today oh. and are going to be listed as questionable entering the two-week buildup to the Super Bowl. If Kadarius Toney was hurt, left with, with an ankle injury, he's already listed as questionable. Juju Smith-Schuster left with an ankle injury. We saw Miko Hardman take a huge shot, listing that as a pelvis injury. And he was already was somebody who was banged up in the final right. month of the year on IR for a good stretch. And Justin Watson also with an illness. Those four are all four wide receivers who are all listed as questionable as we enter the Super Bowl buildup. Plus, pretty key defenders in LeJarius Sneed, who had a concussion very early in mm -hmm. the game, defensive back for the Chiefs, and Willie Gay, who went out with a shoulder injury at the linebacker position. Of those six, who concerns you the most if, if you're looking at this from a Chiefs perspective and, and their health going in? Um, probably Sneed because he gets so young in the back end there. Um, but And it's a concussion, too, so the protocol, you want them to be sound with that. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but if I'm a receiver with an ankle issue, I'm finding out what Patrick Mahomes has been doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. give me some of that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, they need weapons. He needs weapons. I mean, you can't go that deep on your roster and expect to beat the Eagles uh, with that secondary. So, Tony, uh, on top of catching the rock, get healthy. You know, Juju, get healthy. Um yeah, yeah. If you're down to Scantling and people like that, then uh, that, that's going to be really, really, really difficult. That that's just where you have to start yeah. with Kansas City. And it, could you, will it be as extreme as the AFC Championship game, where the line opened Chiefs minus two, ballooned all the way out to Bengals minus two and a half? One mm -hmm. book, Caesars did touch three for right. about three minutes when you were you and I were on the air yep. Tuesday for Lombardi line, came back down, but. From two and a half, as the positive injury news kept coming for Kansas City, that swung another four and a half points back the other mm -hmm. way. I would not expect something as drastic as that to happen, but considering the early move is to Philadelphia from Chiefs minus one, as high as two and a half, Chiefs at Circa, some pickums elsewhere in the market, it's now settled in at Eagles minus two or two and a half. Wouldn't surprise me if that eventually starts to trickle back down, but I don't know that it won't be the same sort of dynamic as last week because of how important Mahomes is to the line. And we all assume, I mean, he's probable technically, but he is going to play in the Super Bowl. Oh, 1,000%. So it's he's not going to have the same. I, mean, I wouldn't think the line will yeah, move the same way. Yeah, no, no. This is, uh, um, you know, even without Jalen, you know, you can find that the Eagles are, are okay, like with the running game and what else they can do, certainly with that defense, the path to victory, right? They, they can create so many other ones. Jalen from a passing standpoint, doesn't need to happen. Whereas on the other side, everything that Kansas City is hopeful for is relying on Patrick Mahomes having an outstanding game, period. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, do, I do believe Kelsey with the back spasms, talking about Travis, um, he was affected today, it looked like. Like he dropped some passes and then he wasn't as fluid out there running, even though he went over his receiving yards prop. Um, but he'll be healthier, and, and that that's going to be a, a big boost for for Kansas City as well. It's it's positive for both teams right. because Philadelphia there was a lot of a lot of concerns about mm -hmm. their health with Jalen Hurts being less than one hundred percent, Lane Johnson less than one hundred percent. Those two certainly uh, held up today, and and were ultimately you know not pushed because of the way the game flow played out with the early injury to San Francisco. Cool. Yeah, no, everything was fluky. I mean. Bosa getting kicked on the sideline yeah, during a punt. I mean, and then he's bleeding the whole game. Fred Warner, second play of the game, yeah. takes a knock and right. you know, had to play through that. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, I mean, like, again, everything has broke right or correctly or in the right direction for the Eagles. If Does that continue mm -hmm. even after a layoff for, for two weeks, yeah. uh, the buildup for the Super Bowl? A couple interesting nuggets now as we start the whole two-week process. It's an mm -hmm. honor to kick off that process All with right. you, Mike, yep, giving, did. being on the air as the line comes out. Mm -hmm. uh, first... Uh, Super Bowl with two number one seeds making it. Right. Since? Uh, Eagles and uh, Patriots. Boom. Right? Yep. Got it right. Super Bowl 52 Super was Bowl when that 52, happened. Super Bowl 52, yeah. So first in uh, in five years, and it's that the first time. Over. First time, yeah. <laughs> that 41-33, you're yes. telling me. First time since the playoffs expanded to, to, the, to the additional team as mm -hmm. well in each conference that both the one seeds have made it out. I found it interesting, too, that Kansas City coming into this week, First team in playoff history in the Super Bowl era to have lost 11 games against the spread and make it to a conference championship game. Obviously, there's the one extra game, so there's, mm -hmm. that's part of that. So now Chiefs will become the first ever team with 11 losses, 8-11 and 11 now against the spread this year. And they've made it to the Super Bowl. Not only that, they were 0-4 against the spread with at least six days of rest this mm -hmm. year. So that's not just the off-the-buy thing. 
now Kansas City, at least they finally get a win against the spread <laughs> in that in that uh, range, and now right. they get two weeks off to get healthy. So just a couple interesting numbers. I, I don't think that bear any reasoning or impact whatsoever on the market or line, but just interesting to think so about. So are we going to test the Andy Reid off a bye against his former <sighs> team kind we, of thing? You know, we, I, we did that <laughs> two years ago and three years ago, and it was very, it got very, very old very, very Against quick. his former so team, though? Let's yeah. um, not. Like, has he... Has he coached Chiefs? Uh, remember Chiefs Eagles had a had a game a couple years ago that not was a pretty. Super Bowl, wa- no, no, yeah. it was uh, Eagles. I want to say won that game. It was a it was kind of a fluky, wild game. Actually, no, you know what? Chiefs won the game. Okay. It was a it was, but it was a back and forth, high scoring game from I want to say the twenty nineteen season. I don't think it was. Okay, there's no no evidence. Back <laughs> it off that. Anyway, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot more a lot. angles and nuggets and deep dives. We are the home. We, are, you and I, we're the home mm-hmm. of the deep, deep, deep dive. We did that yesterday. We will continue to do that. We're back uh, on Lombardi Line Wednesday, yes. so tune in uh, for for us on that. But for now, we say so long from the Pro Football Blitz. Thanks for tuning in. Up next on Veasan, it's the Greg Peterson Experience. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.